fucking Carter Hart. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 223. We're keeping it weekly. We're keeping it consistent. I love that for us. I'm your host, Kat. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, man? How was your week? How are you, buddy? I'm living the dream. (laughs) This is the last nice day in the Northeast that we're going to have for a week. And for those of us that need to get our exterior work done, we are fucked. Why is a lot of rain? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a monsoon the next three or four days. Easy. No way. I didn't know oh, yeah. that. Yep. Oh, damn. Is it getting cold there? Because it's still hot as fuck down here. Well, yeah, you're in Nashville, dude. You're next to the equator, practically. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's getting a little cold. It's getting um, high 40s at night. You know? Oh, I like that. That's it's good. the best time of year, personally, <laughs> except normally at this time of year, all my exterior work is wrapped up and I'm taking it easy. Right now, I'm go and run around like a crazy person every time the sun's out yeah you'll get it done though and then that night you toss on a flannel maybe have a bonfire and just live live the good life nice comfortable pair of uh slippers you need that clutch but um hockey's back again it's week two we've had some more games that have played uh i think we kind of just got to jump right into it so i didn't show the news we're gonna play the music now All right, NHL in the news time. Stop me if you've heard us say Jack Eichel's name before, but it's it's back in the news, and no, he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Uh, Elliot Friedman came out and said, I think that sometime in the next week, two weeks max, the sense I'm getting is if there's not a trade or an agreement between the Sabres and Eichel on his medical path, I think you're going to see Eichel file a grievance to see if he can move things along. Pretty unheard of. Um he should have done this a while ago. I think he probably thought the Sabres weren't going to be such assholes about it, but I, I don't know. It, and the sooner he gets this done, the more likely he has a chance of playing the Olympics. Hopefully that would, were to happen. But it's nice to see Eichel's like, all right. And even if he files a grievance, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen, right? The NHL can no. still be like, tough luck. Well, it comes down to, is the NHL going to back the player or the team? I would think that they're going to back the team. Um, but – Puts him in a tough situation, man. Well, eventually public sentiment's got to be in Eichel's corner. Uh, I mean, he wants a surgery that they're not allowing him to get. And at some point, like, I don't know this. I'm not a medical expert, obviously. But is there a, a, a line in the sand where if he waits too long, he loses the option for the disc replacement and he has uh, to get the fusion? Uh, I don't know if that's even possible. But if that's a real deadline then I would think that Eichel is going to start to ramp up the pressure. I think that uh, uh, Friedman there, I think that was released this weekend, that report. Uh, But, I mean, the guy's legacy is dying on the vine. The more this goes on, the more he's thought of as Jack Eichel, the injured player, versus Jack Eichel, the superstar. Yeah. Shift, you know. Yeah, and one of the better players in the NHL. Like, it's yeah. I think it's almost already kind of to that point where, like, years after Eichel retires, people will always kind of bring up, like, oh, hey, do you remember when him and the Sabres, like, really right. fucking going at it? Which, a tough look, but I don't know. I think uh, <coughs> I think the NFL's kind of put in a tough spot because 
they definitely want their players to know that they're backing them. But at the same time, the last things you want are the owners like hating you. So I think you're right. They'll probably choose owner. I think every major sports league does, but that's when, you know, CBA talks and like shit like that. When What's amazing is these owners are the same owners of the Buffalo Bills and they have completely turned around the Buffalo (laughs) Bills. Whereas everybody's talking about them as a Super Bowl and the Sabres is a laughing stock. Yeah. You it's, know, I hate to see it because Buffalo passionate fans, man, they really are. Triple I think I would like rocks, the Sabres. Man. I would like the Sabres. I don't like their announcer. I think he's overhyped as fuck. And I think if they had a different announcer, I think I would like the Sabres more. The Sabres have the best goal song in the NHL. What one's that? Uh, no, no, they're they're all doing their own now. No, 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 that's their own. But for the team goal song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Let me clear my throat. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's much better than my rendition of it. But you picked yeah. up on it, so no, yeah, you nailed it. And actually, while we're while we're talking songs right now, do you want to re redo a redo of what? Yeah. So last episode, my goal song, just off the top of my head, I said uh, Dennis Leary's "I'm an Asshole," and I've uh, thought about it because I got some chirps from guys I play with. They were like, "That's really what you fucking think, you dope." <laughs> Because your goal song's at home, not on the road. So I'm going to go back to, in my opinion, the greatest Boston band of all, which is the one and only legendary Jay Giles band. And uh, do you even know who Jay Giles is? No idea. Oh, my good Lord. Um, we'll have to check him out. What What is this? Like, what rock or like what, what type of band? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you probably know Centerfold is probably the song you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Frame. Yeah. So way back when, when I was in high school, the team, the wrestling team that I was on, we came out to House Party, <coughs> which is a great, great song. And that would be my goal song. And actually, I met, I still will, like, if I talk about that song too much, I'll get goosebumps because I still remember in high school coming out through the double doors. I met the drummer of Jay Giles and I went up to him and at, you know, 40 something years old. I'm like, hey, bud, yeah. I still listen to this song for on my way to beer league. And he's like, Great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that'd be my song, House Party by Jay Giles. We had we had two very different high school careers. My senior year, uh, one of our captains, he had been on the team since he was a freshman. Everybody kind of left to like play juniors and shit. We went three and fourteen, we were awful. And uh he he got to choose the music and, and we would warm up to fish. That's that's oh, we, oh, was awful. I, I still can't fucking believe it. Like looking back. Looking back at the shit. Would you stretch for like 20 minutes listening to like jam time? It was awful. This kid was skating around probably stoned out of his mind while we're all just like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on here? And and like I look back like if I knowing what I know now, that wouldn't have happened. And like I remember being so intimidated by my high school coach and then like afterwards just being like, why did I care? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But those were the glory days. Yeah. That we we did that. Uh, Appreciate you giving me that that mulligan. (laughs) I got you. Katie Gay became the first uh, female referee. Uh, She refed in the AHL. I thought that was pretty cool. Just wanted to bring that up. Uh, Brandon, you put it down here on the list. I mean, historic moment. Yeah, listen, as hashtag girl dad over here, I think it's great. That's why I like watching the the NCAA women's because my daughter gets to see girls play at a high level. I think it's fantastic. Uh, There's been... I mean, guys ref women and guys coach women, so why not women coaching guys, you know? No, I get it's, that. I, I think it's good. I think going back to, like, a personal level, the best sales boss I ever had was a woman. There were guys that I that I worked with, sales guys, that were, like, intimidated by it and get all pissy. And it's like, 
if you have an issue with a woman in charge, then I think that says more about the the guy than the woman in charge. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I don't know. I, I remember like you said, hashtag girl dad. I think whenever I have kids, if I ever have kids, I, I always remember like the, the search for the first job, like what you're going to do refereeing you can make a ton of money yeah. and you're still at the rink so that's yeah. something that like obviously i'm not going to make them do that but like that'll definitely be an option where it's like oh you want to be out around the rink and still get like you're skating in and then make 120 bucks on the weekends pay me 20 dollars cash for gas money i thought that was cool shout out to her Love to yeah for it. sure first of many hopefully next on the docket uh man the jimmy hayes news that came out yeah. uh he uh he passed away of a apparent overdose his dad came out and like kind of explained everything and he didn't want people to look at jimmy in a negative light he wanted this wanted people who you know were struggling with stuff to it's kind of like if it happened to him it can happen to you like go get help like people are there people can listen he didn't have to do that and and the the amount of moxie and dude honestly just toughness and i i think character like is I can't under I can't even imagine as a dad like how brutal getting that news would be, but the fact that like you can kind of just like I I don't know like he he's way stronger than pretty much anybody I know so um, shout out to the Hayes family for doing that I know it's super tragic and you fucking hate to see it but uh, I liked how you know they keep talking about Jimmy how he was like I mean his nickname was Broadway like you gotta yep. be cool if your nickname's Broadway you know what I mean and. At, but at the same time, like, I mean, it's just tough and they're just trying to help people out. So trying to turn a, a, just an absolute disaster of a situation and, and shine a little bit of light on something like that. Yeah, we we were we went back and forth off camera or off recording about whether to talk about it. And we were kind of <laughs> like everything wasn't known. And now that it's been talked about more, we thought it was appropriate. I mean, hats off to Mr. Hayes, like you said. Like it's a it's a tragic thing and it's sad. You know, he's a pro athlete, a young guy, he's got two little kids, and it's horrible. But then to think about it when his dad talked and to think about it from a parent's point of view, I was just gutted over this. And uh Fentanyl is an absolute motherfucker. I mean, it is I mean, we I don't want to go into this whole big thing, but it's the it's the opioid, op, you know, big pharma pushing the opioids. You know, you get strung out on Oxycontin, which is highly addictive. You can't get it anymore. Your prescription runs out. So you're getting street drugs. And this is what did in Tom Petty. This is what did in Prince. And it, it's a motherfucker to kick. And it's uh, two milligram of uh, fentanyl is a lethal dose, which is so small. And it's such a cheap filler. And that's why it's used to cut cocaine. And that's why it's used in pills. And, you know, just just the it's horrible, horrible, horrible. And it's just a tragedy. But like like Mr. Hayes said, hopefully if it saves one person's life, then that's why he did it. Yeah. So. And just the moxie and just toughness of him being able to look at that situation. And just, you know, do do what he's doing. So shout out to the Hayes family. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace to Broadway. Yeah. Um, oh, one last right. thing, too. Oh, sorry. If you have three teams that you played for, all doing tributes to you, yeah. that just shows you what kind of guy you are. And like cool tributes too, like not yeah. like you know what I mean. I thought yeah. that was really cool too. Yeah. Um. All right, so now into some kind of silly, goofy news. Yeah, uh, nice, nice change of pace. Yeah. yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, they're still going at it. 
Cock and Yemi scored the other night against the Canadians because, of course, he did. Like, that's why we have sports for, like, the – like, these moments don't happen outside of sports. Like, I'm no. convinced. Like, you, you ever hear about just, like, weird mo- – okay, so the first time I played baseball since my dad passed away, I went to this one field. He, he brought me there growing up all the time, and I finally got to play in the big field. I was in, like, a 28-plus winning baseball bat league. I hadn't played baseball in 10 years. So I get the chills, like even going there and like an emotional day. Cause I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to go to this field. Cause I spent like my entire childhood there. Um, first at bat, I work a three, two count and I hit a home run and I hadn't played baseball in fucking 10 years in a right. wooden baseball bat league. And it was just one of those things. I thought I popped it up and I looked up and the thing just kept going. And I'm like, is this happening? Right dad with the lift? That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. But like that shit happens in sports yeah. all the fucking time where like, if something is supposed to happen, it'll fucking happen. And I, and yeah. obviously like this isn't, the same as this but at the same time i i wish i would have known that that game was happening because i would have bet him to oh score. yeah like what i mean they like hammered down that kakinami was gonna score his first goal against montreal yeah you know yeah it's poetry but um, and then all the other stuff too yeah right? yeah so the other stuff uh did the habs just lose uh i think you're a little bit more familiar with the did the habs just lose than so i am so the hurricanes put up a website called the, the Habs just lose.com, which was two pronged one. Uh, if you remember during preseason, you're, I think the CBA requires you to play eight games. The hurricanes only played six and Montreal ratted them out to the NHL. Yeah. So they were like, Oh, did that, did the Hanes just play six games? So this, did the Habs just lose was kind of a, a jab back, but <laughs> the website was a link to buy uh, Aho or Kakinyemi t-shirts for $20, which was the added signing bonus that they threw on the offer sheet because that's Aho's number, who Montreal tried to sign away previously. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this pettiness has levels. <laughs> it really does. It makes you wonder that, like, if, like, <clears throat> the GMs were ever in a bar and they kind of looked at each other like, you want to just fucking step outside and get this done? Like, I, I, mean, I think I would fun, work, but... he would work the Carolina Hurricanes GM. Dundon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw Brindamore versus Bergevin, then you might get that on a pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, Brindamore is just an <laughs> Everybody in their two tight suits fighting. Yeah, just getting after it. Um, <laughs> You're right. I mean, I – was the game chippy at all? I want the. I know the GMs hate each other, but I want those players to hate each other because that I would think, make this well, the even way better. this is going. The players have no no. There's no doubt that they're, they're gonna hate each other because the amount of media that's gonna right. be in the Carolina Hurricanes room every time they play the Canadiens, you know, like it'd be kind of a weird rivalry out of nowhere. But if it ever turned oh, into like, yeah, if it ever turned into like Tampa and Florida as it is right now, where you yeah. just like fights every two seconds, I'd be unreal. The NHL needs more rivalries, more the better. Yeah, and you know, like you know how they always talk about guys put money up on the board before games, like how much you think you had up. Do you think the GMs go into the room and they're like, "Oh, that would be something." That get me going. If if there's a GM that does it, it'd be Bergevin. Can you imagine him walking in fucking red suit flow and he just puts like fucking a hundred K on the board and he's like, get it fucking done. And then just someone said that, uh, Kakanyemi had 50 on the board, 50 K. No shit. I, I wanted to like write about it, but I couldn't verify it. That's unreal. You love to see it. Also like fuck off Kakanyemi. Just putting, just throwing away 50 grand, man. Every day, dude. Fuck. That's like you and me putting up 200, you know? Dude, I just, I don't know, man. I wish I had that money where I could just be like, here you go. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. 
If only I, if only I trained and was a somewhat athletic, you know. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Lightning, we're gonna go to them. Nikita Kucherov's on the long-term injured reserve. Stop me if you've heard this one Shocker. before. This um, you know what though? I they, I guess I said this injury was a long-lasting injury, and it didn't. It looked weird enough where like it just didn't look good. So I actually do think he's hurt. But <clears throat> and as much as it would be awesome for Eichel to go to Tampa just to see the Ugh. world burn. I mean, you want to get him until you want to get him until when? Like, you want to get him for a long time? I don't My know. My fear what is Kessel can go there right now and slide right into that spot. Yeah, I, I I don't know. What do you have on this foul play or no? Well, I mean, it's not foul play. It's manip. It's it's you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying really, and it's not even cheating because the CBA leaves this loophole, and they didn't fix it. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was a short off season. They really couldn't fix it, but I mean, they're doing everything by the letter of the law, and I firmly believe in the hockey gods will even this out, and they will not win a Stanley Cup because uh, fuck Tampa Bay into the middle of the sun. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I fucking from, hate that from your non-biased Bruins fan. Yeah. I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, the championship rings they got were pretty cool. I, I love seeing Patty Maroon walk around with three rings because, like, it wasn't that long ago I was watching him muck it up in the corners of the Glensville Civic Center, and now he's, like, one of the more popular players in the NHL. It's insane. Uh, uh, the rings were sick. I mean, I've never seen a flip-top ring like that. No. And, th- and then the city of Tampa also had their fire truck painted. Yeah. That was uh, fucking cool. And they wrote, they wrote Champa Bay on it. I um like if they showed up at my house for a fire, I'd be like, let it burn, you fuck. <laughs> I uh when I go home for Thanksgiving, I guess the Saratoga Police Department is playing the Saratoga Fire Department in a hockey game. Oh nice like uh the Friday night after Thanksgiving or something. So I'm definitely gonna go to that. That's so everybody I'm, be all liquored up. Yeah. I you would hope. You would hope it'd probably get chippy. We'll see. It'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Um one thing that we didn't write down on here that I just remembered, I want to say it now before I forget. Did you see Biz say horned up on TV? Oh yeah, I put it at the. Uh, I think I put it on one of my blogs, at the end of it. Is that like he and, also and, talked and, about when Barkley was in net? He he first called it the hoop cam, and then yeah. and then he called it the cornhole cam. Dude, yeah. it, it's 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 refreshing, I think. And NHL TNT they embrace it. I think in their Twitter bio it says "horned up for hockey" or something. Oh, that's like that. awesome. It's Although cool. I will say I saw this today because, of course, he can't be anything but negative, and he's got to keep his name out there. Mike Milbury had a critique, of course, uh, for the great one. He said, and it was fair. He actually Milbury was even-handed. He said that Bissonette, because he pretends he doesn't know Biz. He goes, "Oh, that Bissonette." Is pretty funny, and I hear he's got a podcast. He said something like that. So backhanded, it's awesome. Hopefully, and they then, get him on. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. If Mike Milbury came on that that podcast and was Mike Milbury and, and didn't sugarcoat anything, the stories that that guy could tell. Oh would my be god, insane! We, actually, you know what? I should reach out to him. I'll try to get him on this. Uh, he lives right up the road. Um, well, cool. towns, not like on the road. Yeah. Um, and then he said about Gretzky, he's like, he's just got to loosen up a little bit, which is a fair. Thing the time. funny for Milbury to he, you know, yeah. he's never gonna say anything's great, you know. You know, and it's the biz Gretzky dynamic is hilarious. Oh, it's fantastic. It's perfect. Like, like uh he said 20 seconds, and Gretz was like, That's about the average time of your shift. Like, yeah, like it was nice seeing shit like that. And I always thought that Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick would be forever be like my favorite, like in studio because like they would borderline try to beat the shit out of him. I think yeah. Milbury slapped him one time. Yeah, I think he did. Like, and he's like, no, we hit him like this and actually like hit him. But yeah. uh, in a different way, this Gretz Biz team 
I think it's working. But I do like the TNT. It's good vibes. Everybody, like Anson Carter's got a big smile. Talk it's like the angry guy, but he's still funny as hell. Yeah. You know, that's his shtick. So I I think it's great. Like I think they're definitely blowing ESPN out of the water for sure. Oh, God, yeah. But at the same time, I didn't get to watch the game. I just saw highlights. So I heard like the voices of the Kraken uh, home opener and they had Levy and Ray Ferraro on. And like, that's a pretty power, yeah. power duo. I think Ray Ferraro is sick. I don't, I don't like him because he loves Canada and he's Canada, this Canada, that. And so when it's like world juniors or anything like that, I'm like, fuck this guy. But like, he's, he's got a voice for hockey, man. Like and I have Ferraro actually it. further down in my notes. I have Ferraro. Nah, There's I a mean, teacher in the biz right there, buddy. <laughs> uh, here's one uh the kachuk mcavoy thing oh yeah so brady kachuk he, he had they asked him what his first big purchase was he said a recliner i kind of took a step back and i'm like i wonder how much that recliner was if that's no a dude purchase. you gotta take it for like I, this is wholesome content brady kachuk what'd you get with that big huge signing bonus he goes oh i got a recliner because dad and matthew never let me sit in theirs is probably what it boils down to you know okay. what i mean Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You know, I just think it's like he's just a goober, man. He's a great – he seems like he's happy on, until his wires cross on the ice like they did the other night. But Yeah, he fought Truba. Yeah. Which which we'll get into in a little bit. But, I, dude, I love the way Brady Kachuk plays, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I fucking wish he was on the Rangers. Then Charlie McAvoy said he bought his dog a bone. Yeah, Otto. So like, shout out Otto, the little <laughs> dog. Cool dog name. I wonder if yeah. that's named after Otto from Rocket Power or Joel Otto. Well, he grew up an Islanders fan, right? No, a Rangers fan. You know this. I know. I just try. Yeah, uh, trying, trying to get me going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Otto's just a good dog name. Yeah. No, I, I'm into it. Um, like Bodie. Bodie's a good dog name. Bodie is a good dog name. Actually, uh, one of my good friend's dog's name is Bodie. Uh, Tarasenko, Attitude versus Ben Simmons. I, we don't really ever talk much about other sports, but Ben Simmons, if you guys aren't on like ESPN or Twitter, you want to maybe you want to know this, but – he got asked to do something in a drill the other day, and he told his coach no, and his coach was like, just get the fuck out of here. His coach and, is Doc and, Rivers. Doc and, Rivers is a heavyweight in the NBA. Yeah, and he just signed a big ticket there, did he not? Well, so I listened to some podcasts that cover all sports, and I had this written down because it's all about the one thing you can control is your attitude and your effort, right? The two things, right? Yep. And Ben Simmons's attitude sucks, and he's coming at this as like arguably one of the worst. And I'm not a basketball guy. But and there's a kid who used to work for me. He's gonna be dying when he listens to this because I'd be like, "What's the name of the team again?" You know, like I don't know basketball. Yeah. But he was one of. He's not a very good player on that team, and he came and asked for a trade, and then he went out and was like a you know like doo doo pants at practice. You know, he had his phone on him. He wasn't even in gear and stuff. Whereas Tarasenko wants out and has said he wants out, and he's playing like his hair's on fire. Yeah, that's how yeah. you do it. You want to yeah. move on. Don't make yourself into a negative asset. You got to make yourself into a positive asset. And then you can, the team will maybe acquiesce to your uh, demands, but they'll get something back for you. They're not going to get anything for Ben Simmons. So they're not going to trade him. Yeah. No. And it's, uh, it's like embarrassing, dude. Like you're an adult, you're a professional athlete and yeah. like you're pulling this shit. Yeah. It's garbage. And, and I would think every, athlete every professional athlete wants to be the best right like i don't think you ever and you, and you have the drive to get you there so like that's in you where you want to be the best and like do you ever think michael jordan would i mean did he do this he might have done this did he he went and played baseball i don't think he ever fucking told his coach well, to isn't the whole truth of him going to play baseball is because his gambling debts were going to get 
broadcast to everybody, and they were quietly like, go play baseball. We won't suspend you. Yeah, I, I don't know. But you're right. I think uh, it's disappointing to see. Uh, Cody Eakin, the mullet, the Sabres are 3-0. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen this guy's mullet? It's, it is red, and it's here to party. Hold on. Um, I, I'm not a big Cody Eakin guy just because he pulls up a picture. <laughs> I printed this out in case people watch on YouTube. <laughs> Look at that. So Cody, your haired mane from this yeah, guy. Cody Aiken, uh, he took a ride at Hen- or took a run at Henrik Lundqvist a couple years back, and then the next it was either that game or the next game. Chris Kreider took his helmet off and started beating him with it. So really, I yeah, I've never been a Cody Aiken guy. Me, um, neither have I. Just the mullet was something. The hair, the hair makes me like him a lot more, and the hair also makes me wish he was on the Flames because could you fucking imagine him staying out of that? <laughs> Any team that had red as the base, you know, like he great on the Hurricanes too. Yeah, I just I love the Flames jerseys, like yeah. especially when they wear the whites. They're <coughs> good looking, good looking barn. But yep, the Sabers are still still trucking along. So we'll we'll talk to you in a couple months from now when we're like, okay, do you remember when we told you that that wasn't gonna happen? So yeah, right. That's what we'll get into then. Uh, Marcus Foligno, the Superman punches back. I thought this was sick. Yeah. Was Kevin Bieksa one of the first ones to do this? I think he – I don't know if he was the first, but he's the one who did it multiple times and kind of made it his own. Yeah, and I think I think Brendan Smith tried it a couple times. I don't know if that was really a part of his tool belt, his skill set, but <laughs> uh, you know, you'd love to see this. I mean, I've been seeing some pretty decent fights. Freddie got his ass kicked today, huh? Oh, you mean the fight where – he didn't have it. The other guy had his gloves off before Freddie knew. It he was looked fight. bad. It, like he he got fed, but he stayed in there and he stayed up, which was tough as shit. But he took four uppercuts pretty quick. He and like he has to learn that. To the helmet, but he it was a clean check. And then uh, what's his face? Eleven point five. Carlson comes over and throws like this punch as he's looking like who's behind me and hits Frederick when Frederick wasn't looking. Frederick looked over at Carlson, and by that point, what's his name? Simpson, right? Yeah. By that point, Simpson already had his gloves off. When Freddie turned around, he still had a stick in his hand. Yeah, garbage. I, yeah, but he's got to learn that because this isn't the first time it's happened to him. Do you remember when he fought Brendan Lemieux off the drop? Yeah. I mean, he got jumped, but, like, he's got to learn to press that eject button. <laughs> like, get, get the Bruins, after it. The Bruins are honorable fighters. There's none of this running around oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, the Bruins you are know. so honorable, for sure. <laughs> Actually, I just watched uh, – <laughs> Because you were telling me about the what do you call them the thirty for thirties? They have the shorts in there. Yeah, I just watched one about Gary Winsick the other night. It was awesome. Oh no he shit! Skated over to the Minnesota North Stars bench and waved them on, and no one got off the bench back in like the seventies. You should watch it. I'll have to check that out. What's it called? A huge afro. I think it's called our tough guy. It's only like twenty minutes. Perfect. That's how yeah. long the it's not kind of cool. That's how long the Lundquist one was too. They're just like these little short things that are like pretty good so i have one for you i know we're getting sidetracked but i have one for you to watch and i won't tell you anything about it but it's called the curious curious life curious something (laughs) sid finch you ever hear of sid finch the baseball pitcher no all right look this up he played for the mets this guy was uh out there he was from i think he lived in tibet he pitched with one work boot one barefoot and they said he touched 168 in his pitches dude it's an insane story 168 what? Miles per hour. No, he did not. Dude, watch this documentary, and then we'll talk about it next week. 168 miles an hour? They said he touched it. Yeah, for the Mets. No way. Watch this documentary. How big was this fucking guy? He was, like, real lanky. It was something about he achieved some type of nirvana between mind over matter and a different plane because he lived with Tibetan monks and stuff. It's crazy. 
It happened <laughs> in like the. It, it was in the Doc Gooden era. It was like 1984, 85. No shit. Doc Gooden, so, he was dominant, man. Watch this. Sh- Watch this short, and we can talk about it next week. Okay, that's my homework. I'm there you go. That. Um, the Seattle Barn, the Climate Pledge Arena, the what do they call it? The Crack House. Uh, yeah, they yeah. had they had the first game. Levy and uh, Ray Ferraro announced it. He just wrote down a couple notes. I, I fucking love this shit. 50, 50 feet below ground level. Wait, so the rink's in the ground? So what they did, there was this old building, whatever the arena was that I think a uh, soccer or basketball or something played, and they wanted to keep the roof. So they put in these pillars to support the roof and they dug down. It's actually 60 foot. I had it wrong. They dug down 60 feet. So it's it's below grade, which helps with air conditioning and everything else. Smart. So when you look at the building, it looks like a one story house. It's That's pretty down. fucking cool. And it's probably loud as hell down yeah. in there. Well, they said that for the first goal, people were talking how you couldn't hear the goal horn and people were saying yeah. it's the crowd was so loud. Yeah. Uh, was it Vince Dunn, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, bar in. Yeah, it was a nice goal. Like, ten, I was fighting to stay awake, and I'm like, if I could just make it through the first period, and I saw that score, and I was like, all right, now I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, There's a lot of stuff. I mean, the zero carbon footprints, the first arena in the world. Yeah, uh, li- living wall plants, three sided hanging video boards, and they have their ice made is their ice made from collected rainwater. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It shows you how the technology is there, and it's an expensive process, but going forward. You know, there is zero carbon footprint certified, the only arena in the world. They have that living wall of native plants, which adds oxygen to the that area. And the the overall helps filter everything. Uh, the player's entrance where they walk in is a wall full of like, it's supposed to be like underwater. And it's like bubbles and has the red eyes of the Kraken and stuff. That's sick. Their locker yeah. room looks really cool. Oh, well, the greatest, the craziest thing is the players didn't see it until Saturday morning. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so the players had no idea, like, you know, if this, how these boards bounce, you know, where the dash is stiff, where it's soft, you know, none of that stuff. Right. And I also saw that the Kraken retired uh, the jersey number 32. Yeah. People were, were, like, mad about that. Who was? I, I just saw people online saying it was stupid and shit. Uh, it might be a little you know, bit like, you could tell people that money's you, – you could tell people that you're going to give away $100 every day at high noon on the corner of 5th and Madison – and there'll be someone mad that it's not 200. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. There's always, People just get mad to be mad. Mm-hmm. It was a, just a tribute to the 32nd team and the fact that they sold 32 seat licensings like immediately. And honestly, who do you, 32 is a dusty number for hockey. Who is 32? Yeah, I saw somebody say, I wonder if this is ever going to go into a person's mind when trying to sign their goalies are superstitious about their numbers. I'm like, no, bro. Who's wearing 32? It, one who's wearing 32, and number two, you're telling me a guy's not going to sign a contract for $8 million because he won't wear a number? Right, exactly. Okay, bud. Uh, I would do some I weird shit see- for $8 million. I do some weird shit for that 50K that fucking, uh, what's his name, put up on the board? Cock and oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I did see is that they, I don't know if this is true because I saw it right before we were going to record. Um, they were blacked out locally, though, which is a tough fucking bid. They need to, the hockey needs to fix this shit because it happens Whoa, in look Colorado. At Colorado. Still, yeah. you can't watch, dude. This hoops, I have to jump here in Boston because Nesson is no longer on YouTube TV, it's only available on Fubo if you want to cut. It's a nightmare, yeah. It's fucking stupid, dude. Just let us watch hockey, man. It's not that hard, yeah. Make it easier, not harder. 
you would think. Uh, Team Finland, they still want to grasp? Yeah, that's what they said. That was in my Bruins stuff, but yeah, that was that was that was the report. They're All right, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get into it when we do Bruins. All we'll right. get into it. When we get, I'm just going down the list. We yeah. have the the goal song we talked about. Yep. Detroit coaching staff. Lucas Raymond scored a hat trick tonight, dude. Yeah. All right. So Lucas Raymond is one of three guys to score four points or more in a game at age 19 or younger. You know who the other two are? Who? With three for Detroit. Sorry, Stevie Y and Gordy Howe. <laughs> I mean, come on. Pretty good company. Yeah, yeah. So I did a little bit of a deep dive one night. Uh, was it Maz, right, who writes for us about Detroit? Yeah. Yep. So with all his stuff he was writing, I just – I don't know what it was. I was I, I started watching him. So shout out, Maz. You, you, you convinced one more person to watch Detroit. I'm in on Detroit. Even though I'm hate-watching him, but whatever. Um, the uh, – I, I so I started doing like a little bit of research on their on the team. So we know there's Eiserman, who's yeah. you know the Eiser plan, right? Yeah. His assistant GM is Pat Verbeek. Oh, Pat Verbeek, hell of a player. Yeah. Hell Wait, I can keep player. I gotta keep going here. So uh European player development, Nicholas Cronwall. Okay. Right? Legend, another legend. Assistant player development in America, Dan Cleary. Hard fucking working, dude. All these guys are hard working, borderline yeah. dirty players. D uh, Doug Huda is the assistant coach. Okay. He was a coach for the Bruins. He topped 165 PIMs in 54 games with the Los Angeles Kings. No shit. Yeah. And then the last one who's assistant coach is Alex Tangway. He might have been one of the biggest pain in the asses to play against in the very, under, very underrated player. Yeah. Very. So that's who they got working there. So no wonder they're playing like they are. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's fun to see and it's good for hockey, right? Like, what's what's weird about Detroit, man? Is remember when they were really good? I feel like nobody really hated them, and then the Penguins got the really Iserman. good, and everybody hated the Penguins, and the Blackhawks got really good, and everybody hated the Blackhawks, and the Bruins got good, and everybody hated the Bruins. Like, they were one of the one dynasties that, uh, unless you were a Colorado Avalanche fan, right? You weren't you weren't ever really that pissed off with them. Well, they had a lot of lovable guys. They had Eiserman, you had Shanahan, you know, you got you go back, you got Darren McCarty. They had character guys, you Draper, know. Draper, Malby. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's it, I don't know. I just think it's really nice to see. So shout out Maz. Keep up the good work there. I think yep, I another blog. Uh and the Wooster Railers, ECHL had a five dollar raffle winner. They get to go up against Joey Chestnut at Center Ice. Uh most table talk pies, and if you beat him, you get a thousand dollars. So the Worcester before you're gonna get ragged. Worcester. No, no, it's Worcester. Worcester. Oh, how you pronounce right. it? Worcester. The Worcester Railers, who are the New York Islanders uh, ECHL affiliate. There, like you have Boston, and then Worcester's mid mass, and then Springfield's way over, and Worcester's like a you know like a B city size wise, you know. Yeah. But they have a uh, used to be the Centrum. I forget what the DCU Center. I think they call it now. It's a great little rink like the ncaa's used to be there it's great to go watch games there's great sight lines not a bad seat in the house and they have this thing with table talk pies who's a worcester institution they've been there since like the 20s i think if not earlier and they're these little pies like i don't know six inch or eight inch i don't know how it works but it's all different flavors and five dollar raffle ticket if you win the raffle you get to go at center ice in between periods and go up against joey chestnut for a thousand dollars that's honestly the coolest ECHL yeah. intermission thing I've ever seen. It's fantastic. That'll keep everybody in their seats. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, I I mean, I probably, I don't even like pie, but just, I would love to compete against Joey I mean, Chestnut. I like pie. 
I'm not a pie guy. I'm more of an ice cream guy. Oh, fair. Fair enough. Um, that was our NHL in the news. Now we're going to kind of get into the little bit of Rangers talk. Guys, the boys are buzzing. Uh, they've played six games so far this year, and they've gotten points in five of them. Uh, they beat Toronto 2-1 to in overtime. I'm going to kind of go over each one of the games that they played. So I remember when Igor Shosturkin was supposed to come over, his numbers were really good in the KHL, but he also played on like one of the better teams over there. So like you thought he was good. You weren't 100% positive. And I think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that the Islanders Russian goalie, like him and the Islanders Russian goalie seemed to split time for whatever, like Russian world junior team or whatever. And like, anyway, he was supposed to be really good. And like, he's, he's played well since he's gone to the NHL, but that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, like Igor Shesterkin's here. Yeah. And if he stays healthy, he stole that game. It's been so long since I've watched a Rangers goalie steal a game. Or at least well, saying that was game. his, like, uh, n- like his notice to the uh, entire NHL that he, he was here. It was insane. Like yeah. the shit that he was doing, challenging Tavares, like it, it was just, <clears throat> it was really, really good to see very, I, I mean, as a Rangers fan, like I always say is if Igor goes, the boys go. Uh, Panarin won off of a little, a one faceoff by the Rangers wasn't clean, but he ended up scoring overtime. They were 13 for 54 on faceoffs that game. And they had just brought in a retired ref to help them with faceoffs. So, like, clearly that's not fucking working. I know a couple years ago they brought in Brad Richards. Like, I watched Mika Zibanejad take a, a faceoff against the Senators. Was it yesterday? Didn't even look like he was trying. It's like, bro, you're getting paid $8 million a year. Like, fucking compete. Especially faceoffs. That's like one-on-one who has a bigger dick. Like, that, that's how I would look at it. Center yeah. ice, it's me versus you, and I better fucking well, if win. You can't, if you can't beat the guy and you're getting smoked all game, like we talked about at Beer League, just chop his stick. Yeah, or just fucking switch it up. Do something different. It's clearly yeah. not working. I just I, – I don't understand that. Um, I got to go to the Predators game. It was sick. Oh, yeah. Um, we got there early. Uh, the girlfriend got me tickets for my birthday. We got there early. Went to grab beers. Two guys who work for the Predators came up to me. They had, like, their lanyards on, and they're like, hey, try this on. And they, like, hand me a hat, and I'm like, am I getting punked? Because I had a Ranger jersey on. I'm like, am I going to be up on the big screen? They're like, no, just try it on. I put it on. He's like, okay, looks good on you. You can keep it. What Take was the hat? It was, uh, it's fucking sick. It's like a camouflage New York Rangers, like support the troops, like Adidas hat. It's fucking nasty. So before I even got in my seats, I have a free hat. I'm like, this is great. Go to get in my seats. The seats were unbelievable. We were in the 100s, uh, section A. It was fucking unreal for warmups. We went down to the Rangers end. Um, Barkley Goudreau flipped my girlfriend a puck. There was this one girl who went to college. Wait, wait, wait. Did you check it? Was there a phone number like I said? No, to you? there was no, there wasn't a phone number. <laughs> uh, fucking, there was this one girl. She drove from Alabama to go to this game because she's a huge Rangers fan. She's from New York City. So her mom flew down. Her and her mom went to the game. Uh, and she had a sign that pretty much said, like, I love you, Ryan Lindgren. So during warmups, warmups is kind of wrapping up and like Lindgren's in front of me. I'm like fucking pounding on a thing. He like turns around. And I kind of go like this and he like looks down at the sign. He skates over and he takes a selfie with her. Oh, that's awesome. It was fucking so cool. And it, it, what was awesome about it is the boys got a kick out of it because everybody kept going up to Lindgren, like kind of like teasing him because I'm sure that probably doesn't happen every day to that right, guy. Right, right. So that was fucking cool. Um, what about the I, video? I got so drunk, dude. I was I was in one, and every time the Rangers would score, I was that asshole Rangers fan stand up, up down the aisles. It, it was almost like a home game. There were so many Rangers fans right. there. Um, so, of course, the Rangers score. Lindgren scores. I'm going ape shit. I'm acting like a dickhead. And then about 
20 seconds later, you hear the play is under review. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no way. Well, that goal got called back. So now I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my fucking seat. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. My girlfriend's like, you can't do that anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> but thank God. Thank God the boys buzzed and they ended up winning. Sammy Blay is going to be an impact player for the Rangers, which is got to stay healthy. That's what we said, remember? He, he's been incredible. Ryan Reeves has been a four-checking guru. Dryden Hunts looked really good. And they've won the last few games without Capo Caco and Ryan Strom. So it's right. it's nice to see. There there definitely are some alarming things, but um, Adam Fox is – it's it's so cool to watch him play because, like, physically you look at him and you're like, that guy? And then the shit yep. he does, it's like, holy fuck. So the Predators game is cool. And then yesterday, man – 54 minutes of the most boring hockey I've ever watched in my entire life when the Rangers took on the Senators. And then Sammy Blay, big hit on Logan, not Logan Paul, Ryan Paul. They end up getting in a fight. Truba hits somebody over into the bench, and then they get one. Uh, Kreider backdoor, and the, the goalie got hurt on the play. So Murray had to leave. They brought in uh, their other goalie, and they scored another. Who's had the second one? Kreider had the first one. Fuck. I'm going to have to think about it. I know Gaudreau had the game winner off of a tip, which was really, really good to see. So, um, Senators fans were super pissed about it because there were some, like, questionable calls, but I think it was going both ways. However, there was a stretch of, like, 40 seconds when the Rangers had, like, six guys on the ice and just never got called. <laughs> no idea how that happened. Hey, like, it's early in the season for the refs, too. Bad. But, again, the Rangers, I mean, collecting that many points this early in the year, that's good. That's a fucking really, really good thing to have. And, and they're doing it. And they're talking about how they have this no quit attitude and how like the boys seem like they're closer and a little bit like they're having fun this year. So, and they're not even playing that well. Like Panarin's not playing that well. Mika Zibanejad isn't playing that well. Chris Kreider continues to score. Maybe he does that for the whole year. We'll see. But <laughs> what was the fight he got in the other night? Kreider? Yeah. Didn't Kreider tackle somebody and try to rip their helmet off? What was that? Uh, Brady Kachuk went at Kreider. Oh, is that what it was? All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the game, like 10 seconds left, Kreider fucking buried somebody. Like it was dirty as fuck. Yeah. And Brady Kachuk went up to him and like kind of just ragdolled him down the ice. But that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, Sammy Blake on a fight. I don't know. They're, they're battle, man. That's the biggest difference. And Patrick Nemeth, he, nobody talks about him. But he's been fucking a stud since he's been here. And it seems like the Lundquist kids getting a little bit more time. I like the fact the Rangers were down in that Senators game with like eight minutes left and Gallant put Fox and Lundquist out there, which I thought was kind of cool to get a little bit more offense. I'm sure that probably pumped his tires up a little bit, but all in all, a great week of hockey. They got a couple games this week coming up, so we'll see. Yeah, they're fun. I, I've enjoyed them. I've watched them a few different times. I really do like that ESPN thing where you can listen to the Rangers home as opposed yeah. to the opponent. That's, that's fucking sick. That might, that was one of those things that someone was like, "What if we do both feeds?" And I bet you in the room, a couple of people like, "Ah, that's a dumb idea." And some guy somewhere, or some woman, and that that's like one of the best features for me. It's uh, it's fucking dude. It's pretty cool. And when we were at the Preds game, Sam and Joe, who do the um, like uh, who like call the game or whatever, they showed up and we looked up and we saw him. And Joe McLeddy points down at all of us and like, dude, there were so many Rangers fans there, like. It was fucking loud when he did that. And then Sam Rosen came in five minutes later and like Sam was like pointing at people and like pumping them up. <laughs> awesome. So that was, that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, fucking, I, I couldn't be happier with the Rangers right now. What do you have on your, on the bees? Bruins three and one. They, they had a off night in Philly. Yeah. Off night. They, they look, they looked great today for the, for what? 
two and a half periods, and then they let San Jose hanging around, hanging around, and then uh, they ended up getting the W. But they they look really good. I mean, uh, they won three of four. They got uh, Swayman has the only loss. Linus, it's not Linus, it's Linus Allmark, uh, won the last two. Today, he had one goal that he probably would have liked back. He was a little off the post, short side, but the other two that were scoring him, one was going wide. It got tipped back about six or eight feet. It was crazy. Yeah. He didn't have another ch- a chance. And then the other one was a definite high stick, and clearly the NHL doesn't watch the Nesson feed because I could very clearly see oh, him. Oh, Clear from my couch. I don't know why they couldn't get the right angle at the, at the rink, but – yeah, I think Swayman just had Swayman and the team just had an off night in Philly. I think um, it was his first time in his twelve, his entire twelve starts that he's let in more than three goals. Uh, the erection line is buzzing. Oh yeah, they are. Fil- I mean, today if you go look at the blog I wrote because I put up all their goals, dude. Tick 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 triangle. Tick yeah. tick tick triangle. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the uh, speaking of the uh, erection line. Oh, you got them. I got a box of the pasta pasta. No shit. Yeah. Made are, you, are you going to eat it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if it's bad, I'll give it to the chickens or the dog, depending on how bad it is. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's pasta. How bad? It's, it's dried pasta. How bad can it be? That's 88 funny. cents. I rounded it up to a dollar because I'm a man of the people, and that went to charity. So, <laughs> um, that, But here's the thing. We talked about... Uh, we talked about Krejci and stuff not being here and the issues that they may have with uh, centers. Yep. Uh, so today, the Felino's out and Craig Smith are both out. Ooh. So they're just day to day injury, you know, upper body, both of them. I mean, it could be concussions, by the way, they say upper body. But what they did is they brought, they slid Coil over to the wing and they put Noshik on the second line at center with Hall and Coil. Mm-hmm. Then they put uh, Halla on the third line with DeBrusque, and they pulled up Oscar Steen from Providence because, you know, it's only an hour away. And then the third line, they brought Stanika up, and they put Freddie on the wing, and they had um, Carson Kuhlman still there. Okay. So they have these guys, Coyle, Frederick, Noshik, Halla, all can play wing or center, which is huge. Yeah. And they can all go up and down the lineup, and that's still with Lazar, who's still out. Curtis Lazar is still not back. And he buzzes. Oh yeah, he's great. For he can play fourth or third. Um, and I thought Stadika looked good. He's much more comfortable at center than he is at wing. So hopefully he'll get some more. It's just that he doesn't he doesn't have to clear waivers. So that's what's the yeah. That's why they can keep sending him down. Um, oh, and he didn't flee to Russia like the Rangers prospects. Did. No, no, no. Uh, that's why you got to draft American, buddy. Yeah. Um, McAvoy and Grizzlick, they've been pairing them, and they are just becoming more and more comfortable together. I think it's the familiarity they have in college. I think, see, both of them starting to take a little more chances. They're playing really well, which then they can throw out Carlo and Forbort together for the shutdown on the PK. Uh, And having John Moore healthy, Connor Clifton had a scratch the other night, so John Moore can get in. John Moore played fine. I I mean, it was perfect six or seven defenseman, but Cliffy had his best game of the year today after getting scratched, and that's what it's meant to do. You know, what you like to see him. That guy never shuts the fuck up. Clifton? Never. Oh, between, dude, between him and Frederick, the entire San Jose team was just chasing them around today during the game. The two of them. It's perfect. I I think Hal was actually at the game today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said he might be going. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, yeah, but it's nice to see both of coming up. They got they got the Panthers on Wednesday. That's their probably Ooh. their biggest test. I'll so, watch that. That'll be a yeah, good game. That's the game. must watch game, I think. Yeah, I would say so. I'll give you that. But, and then we were talking about Tuca. Finland apparently came out and said that Tuca is very much in their plans for the Olympics. I mean, what other Finnish goalies are there? I don't know. I feel like anyone in Finland can play goalie. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Is that what they do? Is that what they do? But, I mean, that's good for a Bruins fan, right? Because at least that means that he's going to be skating and shit. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, like I said, like he, like Tuca said, he, it's 250 grand and all the Bud Light he can drink. That was his That was his ass from Don Sweeney. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not bad at all. No. Um, Beer League this week, I don't really have much to talk about. I had an off week, so it kind of sucked, to be completely honest. But we have our second game coming up on Halloween at like seven o'clock, but Halloween's on a Sunday. So I'm not that pissed about it. Oh. But, um, you, you, wanna, you don't want to, you don't want to deny your ringer status after your 10 points you put up the other night. That's not a ringer status, man. That's the team that I'm on. <laughs> Come on. That's the team I'm on. I'm on this team. That was the first game of the year. And thank you for bringing that up. I did put up a 10 spot the other night. I told you I was feeling good. You texted me. like, I scored 10. I was like, wait, what? It's still adamant that you're not a ringer. I'm not a ringer. I'm on this team. I, I'm I'm a rostered player in this league, and and to like, we had six players. The other team had seven, and I we just had the puck the whole time. So clearly, you guys obviously got up and then let off the gas. It seemed like yeah, based on bit. that stat line, a little bit. <laughs> a little. I don't know, man. Like, there's definitely a, a time where you would be like kind of an asshole by doing that, but it wasn't like. I don't think it was malicious. Like I wasn't like fucking screaming at him when it would go in. And, and most I had you riding nine. your stick past the bench. And stuff. I had three and seven. So a lot of mine were just assists. Playmaker dude. I've got Zuccarello brought it in me, but what, what, what do you have on your, uh, on your beer league update? Well, the night you scored 10, I was a dash one in a loss. So really tough look for Brownie. Um, no, I'm just still learning the team. We, I've never had this happen. We had three lines and seven defensemen. Three lines and seven defensemen. Wow. So they numbered the D one through seven, and they went out one, two, three, four, five, six, then seven, one, two, three, like that. That's how they did it. Dude, that's insane. Dude, I, I'm like, I'm trying to do math at hockey. I'm like, what the? Who am I out I've with? I've never, like, we, we've had it where we have seven forwards and four D. They don't even want a fifth D. And right. it'd be way easier where you could just have two lines. I think you need more even lines of forward than you need even lines of defensemen personally, but I also don't play defense. Well, I think it's a lot easier to have a guy rotate through the forward lines. See, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'd rather have, I would rather have two solid lines and then just roll five D. But yeah, that's fine. But all right. So how would you have fixed that? If you had, uh, what's that? Three, nine, 10, you had 16 players. What would you do? You had 16 players. Uh, Not counting the goalie. So it'd be nine and seven or ten and six. I, I'm, I mean, dude, I know defensemen are crazy. I'm surprised that they didn't push for twelve and four. <laughs> like, defense, well, defensemen are like, I don't know. I know one guy on this team. I was brought in, so I was just like, "Yep, whatever you want me to do, buddy." How was it? Was it like frustrating as shit having like two shifts? No, no, they're all they're all really good guys, and with that many D, I was playing D, so I would just go out there and just bust ass for two minutes and get off. You know, I yeah. was thinking. Everybody started taking long shifts, and I was like, "All right, well, if you guys are gonna do it, I'm gonna do it," you know. Yeah. And then, like, you know, we're we're down, and I'm waving 
back during like a minute and a half left to pull the goalie, and they're all like waving back. I'm like, no, I'm not waving high. Get off the <laughs> ice, you know. So, yeah, I'll slowly stay stuff, but I'm just keeping quiet, you know, skate my lane, you know. Just the first, the kid took a shot from the point, and it bounced like three times and went in. I was like, did I just get a dash one because of that? I was, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough look, but. Yeah. It, you know, it is. How many games did you play this week? One, two, three? Just one. I tweaked my back at work, so I didn't play the other night. But I have, uh, yeah, I was carrying too too heavy of a ladder, uh, and I kind of twisted. Um, uh, yeah, so I got a game tomorrow night and then Wednesday night. Okay. So. All right, well, we'll definitely fucking catch back up with you and see what's going to be going on there. What what leagues are these? Are these the B and the C or the C, the D, the B, the I have the B and the D this week. <laughs> the C League, the captain texted me. He texted me. He's like, you playing tonight? I'm like, playing what? He's like, we have our first game time. I'm like, I'm not playing. I have a game. You know, I'm like, yeah, sorry. And he's like, well, you playing? And I'm like, well, I'm really digging the part time for yeah. these teams. And then it's been radio silence. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll be like, you fucking asshole. You got to do it. So we'll see what happens. All right. Hey, she greenlit three nights. So I'll be playing three nights. Yeah, you got to go three nights. Yeah. Um, that was our beer league. Now we're going to get into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, Hero and Zero time. Um, I'm going to go with my Zero. We talked about making hockey easier to watch. I rush home after work on, I think it was Wednesday, because the Rangers are playing the Leafs. And I get here and I go to turn the game on ESPN Plus. It's not on ESPN Plus because it was on NHL Network. So it was blacked out. What? Yeah. So I had to watch it on my computer, like on Reddit. Huh. I was so fucking. I mad. thought the NHL Network wasn't carrying games that weren't solo. I don't know, man. That's what I was told. I was fucking so pissed about it, though. I'm like, I thought ESPN was Plus supposed to have every fucking game. What is this? But. Um, that for sure is my zero. I got to watch it anyway, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, man. Like, I'm paying money for a service. I kind of want it to work. Did but you again, see Gucci Gross went, put out that tweet that he moved home yeah. to help his parents figure yeah. out ESPN Plus? I thought that was great. Gucci's cool, man. He Where, Wasn't he – didn't he do the cracking game with Ferraro? Yeah. Uh, yes. And they were talking about the chicken parm. Like, yeah. he's like, top shelf chicken parm before the game. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. I'm, I'm, I'm a big chicken parm guy myself, too. Um, tonight. And then my hero of the week last night, I went to a bar with a couple of my buddies who got pretty buckled. And then the rink in town has a bar there. So we Ubered to the, to the rink bar. I have no idea why. And we watched like the hockey game that was going on. And we talked to these hockey moms about what it was like to be a hockey mom. And I guess they're my hero of the week, dude. I mean, they were so happy to be there. You're hearing all sorts of stories. Like the one lady, her daughter was playing and she used to play and they were from Michigan and they had snowmobiles and this and this and this and that and how Nashville's different. It was just pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I think that shout out to the youth hockey moms of the Nashville area. <laughs> and you're going to be coaching, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that I have another update on that. I think I have to uh, get my level one certification, so I have to figure out how to do that. But when that's done. You have to go through a Corey check, too, most likely. I don't know what that is. A what check? Corey for sexual predators. Oh, uh, no, I'll be good. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, those are my heroes and zeros. Brian, what do you got for me? So my zero of the week, I'm sorry, Fink, but my zero is Yanni Hakampa for that fucking knee-to-knee hit he put on Drew Doughty. Canadian's national treasure, Drew Doughty. Yeah. That was so dirty. There's no explanation. And Doughty was motivated this year. He wants to be on the Olympic team. He's been reading all the press about doubting him. 
he was probably going to be in the running for Norris, I bet, by the end of the year. That's how motivated this guy was. He's a complete player, dude. And I, if this fucking guy wrecks his wrecks his season or his career, just a fucking shame. So that guy's my zero. Yeah, you 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 Boston fans probably aren't too keen on neon knee heads, right? No, no, no. Do you know that Neely and uh, Ulf Samuelson have the same same agent? No, I didn't know that. So they have the same agent, and he would schedule them never to be in the same building at the same time because he was afraid Neely would just start throwing hammers. Do you think if Do you think if they saw each other today, it'd still be the same way? I don't know how good a shape Ulf's in, but I think that would determine it. <laughs> yeah, Neely's got a bit of a gut now, you know. He's not skating or anything, but if, but if he and Neely's very careful, like he doesn't do a lot of interviews where they try to goad him into losing his temper. But you saw him throw the water bottle in the playoffs and stuff, you know, up in the suite. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But Neely got to get him a little bit. I mean, Ulf would get the Boston flu every time he had to play here, and then Neely finally got him once. And Ulf Turtle and Neely just picked him up and was throwing haymakers. So is Ulf Samuels like what team is Ulf Samuelson? Uh, when people think his name, what team do you think pops up? Pittsburgh. So he was on the Rangers for a bit. No, I know that. And I thought he was great. I like. I love the way he played. I got a buddy who's a Pens fan. Ulf. I have a buddy who's a Pens fan, and he loves him. He wears. He one time we were going to a Bruins Pens game, and he's like, "Should I wear my Samuelson shirt?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm gonna have to back you up when you get jumped. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Chris Patterson, CP, my boy. Oh, boy. But yeah, no, no. He, yeah. I think I think I I wouldn't be surprised if Neely if Neely went at him. All right. It wouldn't surprise. Him. I mean, it got ruined his career. Yeah. Or shortened it. Didn't ruin it. Shortened it. Yeah. You know. Uh, my hero for the day or week is I couldn't think of anybody. So my hero is me because okay. I want, I had, this is what I put, this is what I do for this, for this, uh, blog podcast. By the way, shout out to you for taking the page out of my book. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I only did this cause you've done it in the past. I would have never done it. Um, <laughs> okay. I had to watch, I had to sacrifice my day and watch not one, but two hockey games today and write blogs about the Bruins and Northeastern women's and then do a podcast. So that's quite a lot for a Sunday. That's a, heavy, that's a heavy fucking day, dude. Yeah. And I actually worked this morning for like four hours getting some little jobs done around the area. So. Good for you, man. Yeah, do you, so I, did you have fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I work I for love myself. hockey, man. I work for myself and I love hockey. So it's not a bad day. Hell yeah. Well, I love to hear that for you. And us at the morning state, we thank you. Uh, shout out to our Oilers writer, Henry Wright, who's absolutely crushing the blog game right now. I don't know if you've seen how many views his blogs are getting and shit, but. Hey, yeah, yeah, all yeah. morning skate bloggers, if you're listening, you start crushing it the way Henry Wright is with these fucking Oilers blogs. I think it's because, I mean, one, he's a good writer, and two, yep. he puts them in these Facebook groups, and people who are on Facebook love Facebook, and they fucking live for that shit. So, again, writers. Listen, and yeah. as another side, as someone who does blog and has the stomach going on the <laughs> Facebook to post these, Facebook is rife with morons. Just oh, don't yeah. read the comments. Just, just post it and keep moving because I mean, there was a guy today on one of the things that I posted a blog in and he was complaining that they didn't start swaying and went with Allmark because he let in two late goals. I'm like, they won you donkey. And if you had watched the game, you know, (laughs) that he had no chance on two out of three goals. So, and one, and one didn't count because Brownie said so on the nest. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. hundred percent. 
But uh, shout out to everybody. I mean, I th- we might end up having our best month to date. These next seven days are going to be quite the push, but I think we can get it done. So I'm pumped about that. Uh, so thanks, thanks for everybody who's blogging and helping out the morning skate. You guys are awesome. Uh, now we are going to get into our last segment, three stars. <laughs> All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Um, we're going to do a favorite fruit. <laughs> yeah, but like, put it in context, right? So I, I was out yesterday and I stopped at a, or, or the day before work and I stopped at this little local farm stand that we have here in New England, you know, like some guys trying to make a living as a farmer and they have this little stand up and I stopped to grab some fruit. And I said to Ked, when we started recording, I'm like, listen, if we're ever out of three stars, we can do favorite fruit. And he goes, great, let's do it tonight. So we're doing like, favorite fruit. That's what we're going to do. And that, dude, I, I don't think I could create a more New England person than you. I don't, I don't, I don't think just went to this fucking fruit stand, gave this guy a five and told him the Ness and feed had the fucking goal and then this and that dude. It's, it's, it's poetic really. But, uh, hey, you gotta, hey, listen, local farms, you gotta support them. No farms, no food. True. Yeah. Um, so. my third star, I'm going to go oranges. Uh, I just love the taste of fucking oranges. I don't know why they're my third star because I mean, it's actually quite simple. Eating them, your hands get all sticky and shit, and I fucking can't stand that. If if that wasn't an issue with an orange, it'd probably be my number one star. But okay. I don't know. And also my favorite uh, smoothies and Orange Julius. I don't know if you know what Orange Julius yeah. is, but those things are fucking good. But probably has no star. oranges in it, but sure. Yeah, that's fine. The so, only orange in it's in its name. <laughs> my third star is in that same realm, but as you're going very general with orange, I'm going to go super specific. Sumo Mandarin. What the hell is even that? Sumo Mandarin is a type of, I believe it's an orange. Uh, what's like an orange, but not an orange? A Clementine? Maybe, but it's like a hybrid. These things are about as big as my fist. They have a little knob on the end. They're like loose in the skin, and you can literally break off the knob and peel the whole thing in one thing like that. Oh, that's see, that's peeling an orange sucks. My daughter thinks it's the greatest thing because I always do it in one and then I give it to her and I'm like, look at dad did. And Have you ever peeled an orange and you can't get it all off? Yeah, it's the worst. And then you're just fucking then you're it. It like a little kid playing soccer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, sumo mandarins, they're super sweet, very flavorful, very juicy. Yeah, big fan. They're my number third star. I'll have to check those bad boys out. Uh, my second star, it's actually a newfound love for these. I love raspberries. Oh, I like, nice. dude, I, like if I'm watching hockey, like, you know, like snacking wise. I fucking snack on raspberries all the time. I'd fresh or dried? Fresh. Have you ever had dried raspberries? Uh, I don't think so. You have Trader Joe's down there? We might, man. I go to all these. Well, if if you go in there, they have dried like blueberries, uh, raspberries. You mix them in with like a, a snack mix, like a trail mix okay. type of thing. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. I'll have to check those out. Let's check those out. Number two star raspberries. What do you got for number two? My number two star is the honey crisp apple. This is what I got at that farm stand, and they were as big as fucking softballs. What color are they? They are uh, red and green mixed. Okay. They are super sweet. I like sweet fruit. Um, it they're super crispy, crunchy, very sweet. I don't know how they are for 
baking or anything. Uh, oh, you want to talk about a typical New England day? Next Saturday, I'm going over this guy's house. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You doing some chowder? And, and uh... <laughs> no, I was over there the other day. This guy's the fucking berries. He uh, he's a locksmith by trade. He has this sick garage with a peaked ceiling. It's all hung with uh, uh, plywood. He's got all kinds of cool tools. He's got a fire pit. We're just out there hanging out the other day talking. And he goes, what are you doing next Saturday? I'm like, I don't know. It's a week away, man. And he goes, well, why don't you come over? I hooked up this washing machine motor to an old sink. And he puts apples down, fires up the motor, and it comes out applesauce and cider in two different spigots. So he's you're making. You're gonna have to take a picture of that. I will. So we're we're doing that next Saturday. The kids will be all running around. The wives will be ripping beers, fire. That's next Saturday. Oh, that's perfect. Dude. So I don't know how these apples translate to that, but the Honey Crisp apple. If you get a chance to have one, Honey Crisp is by far and away the best apple on the market. That's. Are you gonna Are you gonna go freaking hammer a tree and get maple syrup on Sunday, or is that? <laughs> That. No, no, fucking New England people are the best, dude. Because well, we are going salt to, to the earth and love being outside. We are going up to Maine in a couple of weeks, and uh, my wife said to me, she goes, "Oh, we should bring a chainsaw," and I'm like, "All right, why?" <laughs> she goes, "Well, we can get a Christmas tree." I'm like, "Just randomly pull over and cut one down." She goes, "No, we'll find a place where you can cut your own Christmas tree." I'm like, "I'm down for it. I'll bring the chainsaw." That's fucking so. cool. Yeah. That'll be dope. I yeah. think when I go home for Thanksgiving, me and my mom are going to go get a, uh, a Christmas tree and shit. I, that's like one of the best days of the year. Oh, yeah. My daughter loves it. She, my daughter spends 20 minutes picking out. No, 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 no. Oh, it's crazy. Five I, years old. I used to sling Christmas trees at Elms Farm. Uh, I did that for a while, too. It was fun. During the fall, they had like this train and they called it the Pumpkin Express. And it was just like a big tractor that they put like a kit over to make it look like a train. So I drove that during the fall, and then when winter came, they put me in the luxury barn slinging like $300 trees and shit. It, it would, Dude, it was so much fun. It was – I miss doing that shit. The trick about uh, cri- trick about selling Christmas trees <laughs> is when all the cars pull in, you take your jacket off and you tuck it away. So you're out there like, who? what can I help you with? I just came out to help. That way you get the extra cash tips. Oh, yeah, and I just always have Christmas cheer, like even if it's July, and I think people fucking feed off that. You you're going to have a green Christmas. What are you going to do? I don't know, dude. I'm really no. I'll be. I'm going home for going home for Christmas. Yeah, so I'll Christmas be home. Season, you'll be a natural. Yeah, I. I don't know. We'll see. I. Uh, yeah, we'll see. God damn, I miss home. It's but, an adjustment. No, it is for sure. Uh, and then my number one star. I love bananas, dude. Like oh, yeah. I can fucking hammer it. Banana cream pie, all time fucking pie. Easily. Again, don't know if that's a banana, but okay. <laughs> so fucking good, but I don't know. Just. That's that's the thing. Every once in a while, toke a little bit, eat a banana. For some reason, it's the best thing on the entire world. So no cramps. No, no. Yep. It's fucking dude. Just something about it. I don't really know what it is, but that that would be easy. And it's not even close. That's easily my number one star. And I brought up this up before. If tomatoes are considered a fruit, tomatoes over everything. But I'm going. Yeah, with I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. That's like is Pluto a planet? Is a tomato a fruit? Fair. Who, who gives a shit? But all right, what do you have for your first star? My number one star, again, very specific, is the Sugar Kiss Melon. Sugar Kiss Melon? This melon is probably concocted in some lab somewhere. They're only available for three. Of, well, they used to only be available for like three weeks of summer. They've extended the season. They're usually now like five or six weeks. Imagine, if you will, a uh, honeydew 
crossed okay. with a cantaloupe. I like cantaloupe, dude. So it's the orange flesh of a cantaloupe, but it's the sweetness of a honeydew. This thing literally tastes like liquid sugar. Oh, that's all you need. These things are so good. I, dude, I'm such a loser. I love, love grocery shopping. No, I, I, I like, I, I like grocery shopping. I just don't like other people around me when I'm grocery shopping. Fair enough. Yeah, I do the same. Like sometimes I won't even be listening to anything. I'll just have my headphones in. But um, I go to the grocery store and I will literally, when these things are out, I will buy like, I'll go once a week to the grocery store and I'll get like three or four of them for the week. That's how much I'll eat of these. And my daughter and my wife will eat them too. I have been in there and like, I see people like getting other melons and I'm like, I have to turn them on to this because <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. I'm like that commercial when they're like, don't be your dad at the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I, I've literally talked to like, there was one day I was super high at the grocery store and I was talking to some lady. By the time I left, I had told like six or seven different women about these melons <laughs> and they're all getting them. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. These are the best melons. If you ever get a chance to have one of these, you call them sugar kiss. They call them uh, sweet, uh, sweet honeydews. I think they call them, but it's, it's the, it's a yellow skin with the orange flesh of a cantaloupe. And they are the best fruit on the planet, in my humble opinion. Well, you let me know when they're out and about, and I'll be have my head on a swivel. Well, you upstate one. New York, Wegmans, right? No, not where I'm at. Wegmans and like Price. No, Shopper no, but when you grew up in upstate New York, there were Wegmans up there, right? No, no. So Wegmans and Price Chopper had a deal where Wegmans gets like Western New York, and Price Chopper gets like Eastern New York. Oh, so like Wegmans is out in like Buffalo and Rochester, and I used to spend yeah. a lot of time out there. Wegmans was incredible. Yeah, we have um, Wegmans here now. Yeah, Wegmans is the next level. They have yeah. great subs. If you ever want a sub, go to Wegmans and order a sub there. They're fucking incredible, dude. Pizza's a decent too. They, I mean, yeah, Wegmans. I think Wegmans is the elite grocery no, store. No, now we know our top three stars for a different time. Grocery stores. I maybe next week we can do that. We'll save that. Yeah, we can figure that out. But all right, guys, that was episode two hundred and twenty-three of the Morning Skate Brownie. You have anything else? No, no. I, I'm uh, looking forward to the season. Football is progressing. Baseball is dwindling rapidly, and hockey is ramping up nicely. Oh, it's perfect, man. It is perfect. But all right, guys, we will talk to you next week. Brownie. As always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are. There it is. You all right, see you guys next bastard. week. <laughs>